Welcome to Humans of LMAC, the podcast that gives awesome a voice. I'm your host, Mr. Michael Penning, coming to you from beautiful room S203. And joining me today to talk about the launch of his brand new book is Laurie McDonald, language arts teacher, Mr. Nicholas Raphael. Mr. Raphael, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about the publication of your, your first book, Citizen Erased, a collection of poems and a novella. Congratulations. So tell, tell me about the book, you know, the, the process, your thoughts going into it. It's a big deal. So how did it come about? Yeah, I mean, uh, a big deal. You know, I've been working on this uh, for a few years. Uh, I had started this endeavor back in uh, university when I did my English Lit degree uh, at Concordia. And I took a creative writing class. And that's where I sort of um, got the idea for this story, uh, going through a little bit of uh, my past as a student and uh, thinking about becoming a teacher uh, at the time. And so this sort of reflected on how I, I, I view my teaching and uh, how I really want to help uh, you know, kids in this generation uh, and in the education sector, uh, just to, you know, grow up as uh, individuals who feel like they have the ability to uh, express themselves and to to get help when they need, and know that they're they're not alone, and that there's teachers that are here for them. Okay, as I was I was you know looking over it, there's a lot of themes of of adolescence, and you know feeling of of alienation and that kind of stuff. Um, I know that, that your, your audience for this is young people, right? Like you consider it like a, a young adult book. Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, it's young adult, but it's on the, uh, the amateur side of uh, young adult. The, the types of vocabulary uh, that I use in my writing are quite elusive. Um, and so I would say that it's targeted more towards uh, an older audience of young teens. So, uh, you know, preferably at the uh, secondary four and five level where they can uh, understand some of the, the illusions and the metaphors on a deeper level. Okay. So as a teacher then, how does, how does being a teacher influence your understanding of, of, you know, the mind of a young person? You said you drew on your own experience as a, as a, as a student, right? But also now you're on the other side of things, right? Now you're sitting on, in the teacher chair looking out at them. So how, does, how did being a teacher help you put this together in terms of informing perspective on it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, when I was a, a young teen in high school, uh, I remember, you know, uh, getting bullied and uh, called names, being in a, an environment that I didn't necessarily feel uh, safe in or appreciated. And then when I decided to become a teacher, uh, I brought that into my practice. So I always try to make sure to keep a keen eye on students that you know I, I may feel might be falling through the cracks in a way and um, I, I try to to invite them in in terms of letting them know that uh, they're not alone they're not isolated that you know there are people here that they can speak to that understand some of the situations that uh, might be going on in their home lives or even here at school uh, in terms of negative uh, self-esteem and that comes out in your writing right like that at, at, for a young person who's facing those same issues who's facing those same kind of troubles they're going to find a familiar voice in your writing am i am i right with that yeah i really hope so because uh i kept it uh realistic um 
you know, no matter how how deep it is, there there might be you know some elements that people might feel uh, are a bit of a stretch of the imagination. But uh, I think it's the opposite. I think that a lot of times as adults we don't understand how deep the kids can be thinking, even though they they may act a little bit immaturely on a surface level the ideas oftentimes go much deeper. And we see this uh, with kids who are thinking about suicide and who are, are feeling depressed and uh, feeling isolated. And, and I got to tell you, man, like looking at you, imagining you getting bullied in high school is the furthest thing from my mind. Like you are uh, an Ironman triathlete. That is unreal, right? So... <laughs> You know, obviously, at some point, you, you found an outlet for, for some of these things. I know music was a, a big influence on you, right? So, yeah, So how, did, how sure. does music, you know, what did you find in music, and how did that, that work into, you know, your experiences as a writer and just, you know, as, a, as an adult? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of twofold. Uh, I get this, this kind of criticism a lot uh, from people who meet me nowadays, uh, and, and they see me and... and I talk about my story, you know, about being bullied and all of this, and and they're all like, "No way, you know, uh, you're you're big, you're strong, uh, you know, you're 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 decent looking," but you know, uh, I wasn't always like this, right? Uh, probably had a few awkward uh, teenage years uh, when I was <laughs> hitting puberty back then, and uh, uh, I really, uh, you know, it wasn't until CJEP uh, where I really turned over a new leaf and uh, started to appreciate, you know, physical activity. Um, that's when I got into music. And, uh, you know, I, I played in a band for uh, eight years uh, called All Day Dreamers. Uh, we toured all over Montreal and Ontario and uh, made a lot of m music, uh, you know, and through, you know, shows and album sales and, and producing and all of that, uh, I really learned to, you know, find myself, um, learn how to to create you know confidence within myself and have a better self-esteem and uh, all of that together just you know culminated into the the guy i am today uh and i but i was lucky to have that you know i was lucky to have a few uh, best friends at my disposal um even though in the school environment i was feeling isolated um I, I was still able to have, you know, some people to lean on, uh, like my, my brothers, for example. Uh, so I got through it, and I know that, unfortunately, that's not the case uh, for everybody. There's a lot of kids that, uh, you know, they, they don't feel that, like they have that shoulder to lean on. Yeah, well, I know that, that you know, themes of mental health are, are all over your writing, right? And I know that, obviously, I'm assuming, you know, you, you find... Uh, an important link between mental health and physical health. You know, you're, you're, you take exercise, fitness seriously, right? But obviously you're putting a lot of thought into your mental health also. So, you know, how did those, those themes of mental health work into, the, into your poems, into your writing? Absolutely. You know, uh, one of my life philosophies is to find the perfect balance between mental and physical health and strength. Um, you know, one one little fun fact that I like to tell my kids uh, at the beginning or the end of every year, uh, I tell them, you know, no matter how strong, how fast, how endurant my body might be, because let's face it, if we get on the track, I'm still destroying those 17-year-olds <laughs> that think they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're hot stuff. Uh -huh. I can see that. And, uh, you know, that feels great as a 33-year-old to uh -huh. still be able to... Uh, 
to put it to these youngsters. But I mean, uh, I tell them no matter how how strong I might be, my brain muscles, my mental game is far surpasses any any physical sort of abilities uh, that I have, and I think that's important. Um, and it's important for for people in life to to find a balance uh, and to find passions, you know, that they can that they have. You know, the the kid in my story, um, unfortunately, is on the autism spectrum, and so the way that he deals with emotions and social environments are uh, perhaps a little bit different than uh, what some teens might feel like. Uh, but the core morals and values are there, and the ideas. Uh, that they might have are, are synonymous with all the young teens of today. Mm. Yeah. Your book is dedicated to Peter. Who's who is Peter? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a tough one to to talk about. Um, you know, uh, Peter is um, my my wife's cousin, who unfortunately uh, passed away when uh, when he was really young, uh, around ten years old. And um, this really affected me because it, it was the first time in my life where I got to understand how how fragile life is. And, um, you know, I, I, I had never really, until that, that point, I had never really dealt with, you know, things like, uh, like a death in the family of someone close to me. You know, I had a dog pass away when I was young, but I, I, I never really felt that. And even at that... Um, you know, when we do lose, you know, uh, people like grandparents, for example, like d for sure detrimental, uh, but they also got to live life. Yeah. And to see such a, a young, beautiful little boy, uh, I just think about it and it, it drives me crazy, <laughs> especially when I think of my daughter and everything. And as a, as a new father, it's just, uh, it's crazy to think about the passing of, of kids who don't get to, uh, to live their lives and uh, and I see how much like people in our society take life for granted yeah. and uh, you know do all kinds of stuff that that doesn't benefit them you know uh, you know whether it's drugs or alcohol or, or all of these different things just you know acting foolish in, yeah. in some regards um, and then we get to see like the unfairness of like great little kids not being able to live out their potential yeah and it just it, it blows my mind you know yeah. so so that's, that's peter that's peter wow yeah so for people who want to get your book where where can they find it where can we go to pick up citizen erased yeah well uh it's self-published so uh the only place right now is basically amazon.ca um got a few copies myself uh, to yeah. sell off hand of course and uh, hopefully I'll be getting to uh, a few bookstores soon, uh, you know, Babar Books, Indigo, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I'm in talks with the people there, so uh, should be out uh, pretty Excellent. pretty soon for everybody's disposal. So for now, search uh, Nicholas Raphael, Citizen Erased, up on Amazon.ca. That's right, and uh, you can check out some of my, my poetry, my spoken word stuff, uh, on Facebook at uh, The Lit Fit Poet. Nice. So I got some of that uh, that stuff there and my YouTube channel, Nicholas Raphael, uh, where I continue to post uh, some of my poetry, uh, recitations, and uh, stuff like that. Cool. Okay, well, I'd like to end off every episode of Humans of Elmac with a little game of Two Truths and a Lie. 
You're going to tell me two things about yourself that are true, one that is a lie, and I'm going to try to guess which one is the lie. Do you need a couple seconds to think about this, or are you ready to go? Um, good. Let's, let's, let's do it. All right. This. So lay it on me. Two truths and a lie. All right. We'll go with some completely different facets of my life. So uh, first one, my dog is named after the Greek god of war. Okay. Yeah. Um, second, I would say uh, one time I actually uh, fell off of the stage playing a concert uh, at the Opera House in uh, Toronto at Canadian Music Week. Okay. And the third one uh, would have to be that uh, I once competed at the World Triathlon Championships in Amsterdam, Netherlands. Ouch. Knowing you, all three of these could be true. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all okay. very well could. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Just, you know, try to catch you in something. Uh, the Greek god of war's name is? Ares. Oh, man. <laughs> Ares. Okay. Um, complete guess. I'm going to guess that you, you did not fall off the stage at the Opera House in Toronto. Well, you know what, Mike? Uh, I'm going to have to tell you that on that one, you, sir, are correct. You did not fall off. I, I right. did not all fall right, off right. the I stage. correctly in Thankfully, that Thankfully. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. So you do have but a dog pretty close, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten uh, a couple points. A couple close, right? Pretty close, yeah. So you do have a dog named Aries, and you did compete in the world, which one? Triathlon Championships. In, in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, in 2016. Uh, I can't. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Good luck with the book. Thanks um, a lot. Your students are very, very lucky to have you as a teacher. As right. you, sir. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Enjoy. That does it for this episode of Humans of LMAC. Until next time, be excellent to each other.